0: what's up y'all have a seat it's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over acts crew ladies and gentlemen we got the master of the mixing master josh guyton who by the way streamed on twitch for 27 hours straight he's in the building he's barely here but he's in the building how you doing man i'm here i'm just holding on but i'm here Hey listen. Hey listen. You you was talking some gibberish off air. You can't you can't you can't be <laughs> here if you go talk like that during the show, man. We We go hey, we do strict drug testing here fat I'm lying, we don't do drug testing. Anywho, uh it's good to see you here, man. That was hey, that was a great accomplishment. The man was playing uh Def Jam Vendetta. F- not Fight for New York either. It was the long one, it was the first one. The boy was playing it for about three days straight. But anywho <laughs> Uh, Tell the folks where they can follow you on Twitch real quick, Josh.
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash gaming. That's A-R-T-Y-Z-I-F-F Gaming. Uh, I stream Eastern Standard Time Monday through Saturday, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m.
0: My man. And then we got the money man, the man with the plan, who's very excited, by the way, about his GM and what he's doing since Daryl Morey is gone. Chris Allen in the building. I'm right here, man. I'm fired up today. Hey, he's very fired up, and you can't tell it in his voice, but the, t- the stuff that he was talking off air, woo-wee. I hate to be a fan of anybody but the Thund- I mean, but the Rockets, the way he was talking. Thunder fans, y'all going to have a little bit of a wait here. I'm sorry. But anywho, I wouldn't want to be a fan of anybody but the Rockets. And then there's the little MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. And as always, I'm a long-suffering Detroit sports fan, and the Pistons just keep my suffering going. They just keep <laughs> it going. Uh, as y'all can tell, this is going to be a very free agency, trade, draft-heavy episode, so we're just going to hop right into this thing, okay? We're just going to hop right on into it, and, and let's 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 just talk about some things real quick, because as a Pistons fan, like I said, I'm hurt, but we're going to be all right. So, fellas, who do y'all think got better and got worse through this thing? We're going to talk about the trades, the drafts, the, the free agency pickups as they come, But what teams do y'all think got significantly better and significantly worse so far through the free agency period?
1: Um, Well, as far as things that I think that got worse, um, I think that the Charlotte Hornets got worse. And even though I am a huge ball ball family in general, I I really want to see LaMelo Ball succeed on the next level. And I think he'll have an impressive uh, to great rookie year. But the fact that you just tied up money over the next few years to bring this young man some some help, and the help that you brought over was re-signing, Bismack Mackbiombo, and signing Gordon Hayward to a long-term deal, makes them significantly worse. Was essentially unless you can pull off a miracle trade, once you get tired of one of these guys, you're stuck with, uh, that core of, of players with the, over the next three to four years. So I think that the Hornets got significantly worse. I think that uh. The Pistons somehow got worse. Uh going into going into draft night. Uh it. Really, no, we didn't have to talk about, it. <laughs> no, to talk about I, it. I was saying somehow because going into draft night, they pulled off some trades to get multiple picks. Although I wanted them to see I wanted to see them get mm-hmm. Halliburton. I think they did a pretty good job with those picks. And I was saying, okay, the Pistons got a little bit of money left over. I don't know if they'll be able to pull off a trade, maybe get rid of Blake's contract. I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting them to use the money that they did have to re sign Christian Wood. Resign Bruce Brown, and maybe get another impact guard or impact wing to bring over to the team as opposed to signing uh, two bigs, Zeller and Okafor, after you just drafted bigs. I, I just don't understand the direction in, in which they're going in. And then uh, last but not least, I definitely think that the Clippers got worse. They lost to Montrezl to their rivals across the hall in Staples Center. But uh, even though you replaced him with with Serge Ibaka and maybe even possibly soon Marquise Morris, that's still a, a six man of the year that you just lost in, in place of a declining uh, very good role player at that. So I think those are the three teams that I think got worse. Uh, teams that I got that got better, definitely the Lakers. Lakers are still in the process of making moves. They got rid of Denny Green who had an atrocious an atrocious finals. replacing with Dennis Schroeder, who did great last season. Um, And then they're also looking to make another move to pick up Mitchell Robinson. It's just rumors. We don't know if it's true, but we're also – that's something that could happen as well. And then uh, other teams that got better is – they're just on the tip of my tongue. I can't – I can't place it for whatever reason. But we could we could just leave it at that. We could just leave it at that. The Lakers are one team that I think for sure got better, and they're in key position to to repeat. Chris, who
0: do who you think got better, man? And I know, I know you're going to start off with your boys. But who no, do you no, think no,
2: you no. I'm going to say them for last. I need the most time for them.
0: Oh, work. Okay. But, All, right. All right. All
1: right.
2: Honestly, uh, the team I think got better is the the Clippers, to be honest with you. I know we dog them. I know we clown them. They can't get nobody to sign there. But they actually pulled off Serge Ibaka going there. That's a big pickup for them because – not only if Paul George sails again in the playoffs, and not only if he, he becomes pandemic P again in the playoffs, Serge Ibaka come through. Serge Ibaka's been proven to come through. He got a championship. He's been to the finals with Oklahoma City. He plays well in the playoffs, and he always plays hard. He's a dog. Now I know we always say the Clippers got dogs, and they don't. They, they never live up to it. But this is actually a dog coming to the team, and he brings a, a lot of leadership with poodles. him. Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even say that. They got little T-cut Yorkies. But anyway. um, Yeah, so Sergeant Baca's a dog that's going to bring the level of intensity up, and he's going to make some of them dogs that, that should be dogs. Now, losing Montrez Harrell hurts them, but then again, Montrez had played awful in the postseason. And I know he missed a lot of time because he had to deal with family issues. But at the same time, he doesn't shoot the ball well in this area. So if you can't shoot in this area, you're not really valuable to a team like the Clippers that have Paul George and Kawhi. You have to create so much space for them to do what they do. So them add Serge Ibaka, adds another shooter. He's he's proven to me that he's a three-point shooter now. Like I, You have to guard sh- uh, Serge on the block. And he still has a great mid-range game, as he always had. but his three-point game has increased tremendously. He's also a defender at the rim. Another area the Clippers lacked. Serge Ibaka's once, at one point in my life, I think he's a top five, power four at his prime. Do y'all agree?
1: If we're talking uh, all, cur- <sighs> all current players?
2: Yeah, current players. I'm saying he was a top five. Like like you had I know you had KG, Dirk, and Duncan, but Serge was like fifth. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't um, know
1: about that. At, I, I, I might have. I, around Kevin? like 23. 23- 13, 14-ish, only power fours I'm... Like, before every, Kevin... Yeah.
2: Before, yeah. B- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before Kevin Love really stepped into that, that 30 and 30 bag.
1: I would I yeah, still put Kevin Love ahead, say, but I would probably go Kevin, Kevin Love, Tim Duncan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and probably Serge.
0: I was about to say, if we go disrespect LaMarcus Aldridge on this show, I can go home.
1: I can leave. <laughs> no, no, <laughs>
0: LaMarcus
2: I actually, I actually did forget about Lamarcus. So maybe, maybe. But I but mean, you know what, the me I'll give him top five. I yeah, he you yeah. could you can intertwine him with a couple of those
0: guys at top five. You can intertwine. And, him. and and although Lamarcus Aldridge was like exponentially better at putting the ball in the basket, he's a lot better on defense. He's a lot better of a defender than Lamarcus Aldridge was in the prime. So I can see that. So who got worse <laughs> to you, Chris? Who got like you just look at him and you like, yeah. What insert team name? Pack is in the air. Don't worry.
2: Alright, and this is going to sound crazy. I honestly think the, that the, somehow, some way, the Knicks got worse, bro.
0: Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord.
2: And I say this because the Knicks had so much potential this draft because it's a lot of sleeper picks in this draft because this everybody projected this draft is gonna be trash. So a lot of scouts didn't really even scout like that from what the things I read online. Like they just automatically assume a lot of teams that had picks this draft was like, look, this the this is the year that you trade your draft picks. The Knicks could have made a lot of moves. They had cap space left over for when they didn't sign a big free agent last time. And what did the Knicks do? They signed Austin Rivers. They signed they, they 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 traded away a lot of picks. They they signed a couple rookies that they drafted. It's just like the Nick, like the Knicks continue to just be a horrible franchise. Like I don't even think they're gonna win fifteen games, in, in my honest opinion. You don't think they're gonna win fifteen? Well, wait, it is the, gonna be a short ten games
1: short. Yeah, that, uh, it is gonna yeah, it is gonna be a short. I don't season. think okay. yeah, I'm
2: saying with the ten games shortness, I don't think they're gonna win fifteen games.
0: Yeah, you know what? I I can feel that. I could definitely feel that. All right, okay, okay. So, the team that I look at that got exponentially worse. Hurts me to say this, so y'all already know who I'm going to say. <laughs> My Detroit Pistons. Why y'all doing head coach Casey Anthony like this? Why are y'all doing it? Blake Griffin going to be your starting two- Wayne Casey?
1: This man said I'm Casey sorry, Anthony. Dwayne... That's how much they're killing you? (laughs) I'm wild. I'm wild right now.
0: I've been messing up names for two weeks straight. I'm sorry. That's how much they're killing you. The A, A, chill, (laughs) chill, chill. RIP the Casey Anthony's daughter, bro. But, But anywho, it is, this is crazy. This is madness. This is, I know that, you know, this year, the reflection of how bad this draft was, I did not hear one time. Hey, he's a really good shooter. I did not hear that one time all year. Like, not once did I. Oh, yeah, this player's a really good shooter. Except for referencing Lamello. That was the only player in the draft I heard he's a good shooter about, right? Yep. This is an NBA where everybody knows shooting is important. That's why everybody keeps calling this the worst draft ever. The Pistons and free agency. And through trade. What... Have we added? This, this can't be their roster.
2: This this can't be their roster, Gibbs. This can't be their roster. I'm please, sorry. This
0: please, can't. Oh, read it off for the people. <laughs> read it off for the people. If you got it up, uh, bro, 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 let me know. Uh, no, name. I don't have Talk it up. To I'm gonna pull that
2: right now for you. I'm gonna pull that. I'm is, gonna pull because
0: this is this is despicable. This is despicable. Blake Griffin should never be your your best or second best three point shooter. That should never be a decision. And, and the thing about it is, the thing
2: about it is, I thought they was making all these moves to like go get somebody else, but no. But here, are the, here, here is the, actually, no, 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 no. give disgusted. me a second. But
0: I'm listen. I'm just, I I just I keep on this tirade because this is god awful. This is <laughs> god awful. Y'all didn't do nothing. Y'all didn't go for nobody who was a shooter. West Matthews was right there. JJ Reddick is still out there, right? Or, or no, he's not. He's locked up by the Pelicans. I'm sorry. There's guys who are out there. They're shooters. Now watch the Pistons go blow a bag on Nick Batum. Watch him do
2: it. Watch him do it. <laughs> please don't tell me that. Please. Pistons, but At but this point, currently on payroll, on payroll, the Pistons have Dwayne Detman, Sekou, Blake Griffin, Rodney Magruder, Des- Desana, Musa, Save. Uh, I don't know his last name, Derrick Rose. That's the only people they have on contract right now. The people they brought in, oh, God. I did, I'm John in Spain
0: Henson? without a oh
2: no, yeah, I'm not even reading these names, bro. It's okay. We're going to
0: fast. And again, John Henson is a what? A big a big, not a stretch big. He's not like Ersan Ilyasova, where it's like he's a big because he's 16. Listen, he listen, plays listen. Like a they call it again.
2: I got a like a Bryce fight for you though. They got Killian Hayes calling him Diet Hard.
0: I want <laughs> the Pistons GM arrested. I want that man thrown in jail. I want him. Listen, I don't want him to have any freedom. I want him on 23 hour lockdown. He cannot play ball on Pelican Bay. He can look out the window at the other 23 hour lockdown inmates play ball because he does not deserve fresh air and life for this <laughs> atrocity that he's done to my team. Hey, man, Dwayne Dead, me, your best shooter. Hey, 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 Josh. see, did not take. I'm sorry, y'all. Josh Guyton is going to be leaving today. It's going to be me and Chris for the rest of the episode. Josh still got to get some rest. He still got to get some rest, and uh it's it's very clear.
2: But before you b- before oh, go, go just Mark Gasol just signed with the Lakers. By the way, they're finalizing the deal right now. Oh, well, those, and you know what? Those. I'm I'm
0: yeah. glad about that because now I can talk about something that makes me happy. The team that got better this offseason. I know it's already been said, but again, on Facts Over Acts, we're just gonna come at you with the facts. The Lakers have gotten exponentially better. So much so that even Rob Parker is probably gonna come out Monday and admit, eh, maybe LeBron is interested in basketball still. Maybe the Lakers do still have a couple rings in front of them. Because this here, this here offseason that they put together has been nothing short of miraculous. When you look at the amount of money that they had and the pieces that they moved and what they've gotten in return, you tell me I could turn Danny Green into an 18.45 assist guy coming off the bench, playmaker, what? I'll take that. I'll take that every day and twice on Sunday.
2: I'm not going to cap to you. The Lakers, I, I, I'm i just kind of speechless because I love the LeBron so much like as a person and a basketball player. But now that he's a Laker, it's just so hard for me to root for him hey, I boy, hate wait the Lakers
0: so much. RIP, R.I.P. Billy Mays. But wait, there's more. You look <laughs> at this addition of Mark Gasol. You get rim protection and you get another shooter. And you get a guy who, honestly, he he could be the initiator of your second team offense. Yep. He's that good of a passer out the post, and he's one of the last bigs that has an actual post bag to where you could drop it off to on the post. He has about three to four moves committed to memory that he can hit repeatedly. Time and time again. Yeah, so, we, should, we you know, should
1: just start the season with them in the finals. The only team I had with the prayer of beating the Lakers was Golden State, and, and Clay gone. So,
2: Ooh. But that Kelly Oubre sign makes it interesting. I'm not going to lie. Listen, like, Kelly Oubre no nah, is not be the, air, right? they the Lakers. Warriors not to in the air. They wouldn't be ent- the Lakers with
0: Klay. I can't even enjoy Warriors Pack being in the air because Clay don't deserve this. <laughs> Play really right. don't deserve this. It, it's it's really sad to see. Like, I'm glad to see the Warriors get whooped on a little. But, like, not this way. I didn't want it this way. I, like, this is just whatever. Anywho. Yeah, so the Lakers got a lot better. And honestly, I, I truly believe that if they manage LeBron right. And this year, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody about low management if LeBron chooses to do so. Because, number one, he's thirty six. 36 the average nba player hits their prime at about 26 27. Mm. he's a decade past that hump a decade folks a decade in nba years let me tell you the difference of a decade in nba years in 2004 the pistons were the nba champs in 2014 where were the pistons i rest my
1: giving josh smith a bag
0: oh okay (laughs) <laughs> ten years, ten years ago today. Wait, 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 You said what? What? What year was it that the Pistons? You said you asked about the Pistons. I said twenty fourteen. What were the Pistons doing? Ain't that the year you they my, signed Allen Iverson? But you get nah. my point though. <laughs> but you, but you get my point though. I mean, honestly, you look at the Lakers ten years ago when they had Kobe in twenty ten. What was that team like? Right? Like, don't you know get I mean? me wrong.
1: All of those players, the only one still in the league is is Powell, and he ain't touched a basketball in a minute. Exactly. And also, the
0: Pistons in 2014 were dead last in the East, or second to last in the East. They were 11th. 11th in the East. That's not dead last, but that's pretty low. Still (laughs) doo-doo. Still trash out the East. So, again, this man is a decade past this hump, and if he needs to sit out, if he needs to get some rest – after getting only 71 days, 71 days. If the Lakers go back-to-back, back, I never want to hear another thing about any argument for... Um, for As far as it goes for me, that by, by far and away ends the GOAT conversation for me. To come off the last season, you have 71 days of rest, bring it right back and win again, child. You're different. You're in a different zone. You're in a different... You're you're on a different timeline than
1: the rest of us. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll touch that topic another day. I'm just, okay, <laughs> but, but but
0: but hear me out.
1: Seventy-one days. Come on now. I mean, I mean, it's, it's nuts at his age, but at the same time, uh, everybody else is short rested as well. He played for what two more weeks than everybody else is still a short amount of rest than the rest of the league.
0: I agree. But what thirty-six year olds in the league were carrying the torch for their team and still gotta come back after 71.
1: One that's a freak of nature? I mean, I'm not you would never hear me argue that he's not the greatest athlete we've ever seen. I put athlete and basketball player in two different categories, but he's by far the best athlete we've ever seen in any sport. For sure. For sure.
0: Okay, all right, that's fine. That's fine. But anywho, (laughs) are there any other notable moves that we have not talked about yet? what what do y'all think was the single best signing or signing trade or draft pick so oh,
1: go ahead josh um i think the the best thing i would have to say either montrez to the lakers or marcus to the lakers because no other no other like team has made a move to the point where i'm like okay this puts them in a different category the Lakers were already in a category of their own because they were NBA champions, and both of those signings weren't just like, uh, you know, significant role players that could like help them get a repeat, but those are players that are former all-stars, those are players that were stars at one point or could be a star if they were in a position to put up 20 shots a game, so they they really signed like two of the best players available in free agency because this is not a, a stacked free agency class that we're looking at. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, Chris, who is the best signing draft pick or trade to you?
2: I'm not going to cap to y'all, bro. And I, I know it's a lot of hype because they did the thing in a bubble. But the Suns, honestly, they didn't give up that much to get a the, a Chris Paul that's hungry to show people he still got stuff left in the tank. And Devin Booker is happy. You don't have to worry about him requesting a trade. Aiden is developing. I think they sneak into the, the eighth, ninth seed and, and playing. They're supposed to be a play in tournament discussion. If they're going to have one, I think we see them in a play in tournament. If they have one, not not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but with Chris Paul playing the way he did in Oklahoma city with Devin Booker next to him, cause that's all he was missing in Oklahoma city was just someone to help him facilitate. Someone to help him get, get buckets. He had a couple uh, players turn up in the um, playoffs, but say zero fell short. He choked in the playoffs. Um, Schroeder didn't choke per se. He had a, he had two good games that rocket series, but the other five were shaky. And then uh, Steven Adams is just kind of the way he plays now doesn't really fit today's NBA. So he was kind of iffy. But now he has a, a a modern day big. He has a two guard that could do everything on the court, three level score, except defend. And Chris Paul is there to help him defend. And they didn't really give up much for him. Honestly,
0: they didn't give up much. Just a lot of money to pay them, but that's it. All right, so hear me out here. I think they make the playoffs. Yeah, I that's think, what I'm saying. I think the Suns make the playoffs and the Thunder definitely slide out. I, I think that that's definitely going to be the trade off there. I don't know if the Suns jump up as high as five. Not sure about that part.
2: No, no, but, no, no. I said eight, nine. Yeah, eight, eight nine.
0: But I, I think they're definitely going to hop in. I mean, honestly, I'm still not sold on. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert being over the whole COVID situation? Not so. I think one of them have to go in Utah. I think that's just the reality of it, although nobody wants to admit it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell just got
2: $195 million, so it don't look like he going in.
0: Well, Rudy, (laughs) uh, pack your bags. To Cleveland you go. But anywho, um, very seriously, I I think that uh, looking at the Trailblazers, I don't know why, but they're just one of those snake bitten franchises that, like, every time they have something good going, something miraculously bad happens. Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge were going to be the duo of the future. You add in Damian Lillard to that; they were supposed to run the West for some time. Boom! Brandon Roy's knees go quickly. Greg Oden was another one in college. He was as dominant as they come. What happened when he got to the NBA? Could not stay healthy. Went to Portland. <laughs> Exactly, like that. Just, Portland just seems to be snake bitten for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, the, the Grizzlies, I think John Moran is amazing, but they're not. They're not doing anything to help him. They, they haven't they, done they anything didn't at
2: all. And I think a part of that reason, though, gives they're not doing anything. They had a lot of interest this year, a lot of roster rotations. So I think they want to see where they're at with the fully healthy roster. And I can see on. that.
0: And I can see that. But still, most of those guys are so young that I don't really, I don't really think that. As they are comprised, they can make it out of the West because I think the West this year is going to be as good as they've been in a while, like top to listen, bottom. Because here's the thing I, I think the Rockets might be in contention for that eight seed, seven, eight seed. I think they're going to I, I be mean, that. it depends on what we do with our superstars, but
2: I mean, to be honest with you, you know, where I want to go to Henry go. I wanted him to go to Memphis. That's a perfect opportunity for him to re- regain his career back because mm-hmm. after that injury... He's ain't been the same, and I really wanted Gordon Hayward to go to Memphis.
0: Yeah, yeah, small market, small market. Nobody really is gonna be doing too much. He's gonna he's gonna get there. He doesn't have to be the leading scorer. He doesn't even really John Moran is so good. He's probably gonna be option one and two again. Gordon could just step in and kind of hit. Yeah, hit in Memphis and, he would
1: be. Yeah, he would be in a system to where it, he could try, to, you know, slowly make the transition to like yeah. a, a spot up shooter, and that would actually be better for him. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and, exactly. And you ain't have to disrespect Jaren Jackson like that. Like, he not over there in Memphis. He the two listen, options
0: for show. Listen, Jaren Jackson is a two option, but Jaren Jackson is also wildly inconsistent. He's wildly inconsistent. One uh, night, you know he may give you 20. Next night, mm, you may not hear from him. And then mm-hmm. another thing about Jaren Jackson is when he's one of the few bigs that I like this about. When his shot's not falling, he still rebounds. He still sets hard picks. He still defends. So I like Jared Jackson, but offensively, if we're talking about option wise, he's too inconsistent for me to say. Oh, he's definitely the two. He's definitely the second man. But anywho, we move on to uh, we we move on to who uh, I think the best signing or trade is here. Trevor Ariza. No, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that, was, that was the funniest trade. The man played for four teams in a hundred hours. I had to take it and think like, hold on. Jk. He didn't actually play. He just got tried. He just got traded four times.
2: In- how did? The, how does that work? Did he go see those places first, and then it was like,
0: oh, actually, you know what? On second thought, you're going here. I don't <laughs> like, think so. I don't. I don't think he actually left any of those places. I just think that he is a valuable guy because he's three and D. He's a, a, a professional. He's a pro's pro. He knows how to, the ins and outs of the league, the pitfalls how to catch up with your young guys and all that. So. You know, But anywho, uh, I think that the, the best signing of all, or the best trade, rather, of all, I know I'm going to catch some heat for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to let it out anyway. And I listen, know what
2: you're about to say, too, man.
0: Hey, hey, listen. Listen. Everybody can say what they want about me. But... Please don't Chris, do it. Chris Paul going to the Suns was a very impactful move. However... I think the one that ends up having the biggest impact on the league for years to come going forward Drew Holiday. Ah, I knew
2: ah, <laughs> Hey,
0: listen. Listen, I say that for this reason. Giannis has no room. Giannis nor his agent have any wiggle room to say the Bucks are not doing everything in their power to get better. They not they can't say that. They've used every resource that they can to get more pieces, to get some better players in there. Now, do I think that they're a better team now? No, no. I think that letting Wesley Matthews walk, as well as uh, trading off George Hill and who else did they trade off? Demon uh, they didn't. They
2: they didn't end up trading them off because remember Bogdanovich. Yep. Ended up signing with somebody else.
0: Ah, okay. Well, okay.
2: Going out to shop. The Kings got 24 hours or 48 hours to match his 72 million dollar offer. From who?
0: Uh, I think the Hawks. Ah, okay, okay. But yeah, long story short, I think that, that that was the best trade because that keeps Giannis there locked in for a while. For a while. If not, if they don't do that trade, if they leave the roster as is, you're in essence telling Giannis, deal with it. We've got enough. And and Giannis is like, no, it's not enough. And they're like, make it enough. Like, Holy
2: you... smokes, y'all. We got breaking news, dog. And, and, oh, what's and going on? I'm sorry to cut you off, kid. I think kcp just signed for 40 million dollars
0: uh-huh i mean that's not surprising but that's not break wait yeah it was 40 million over three years right yeah that's a crazy amount of money for kcp now
1: wait i mean that's what he's been signing okay
0: see so so here we go so here we go we're gonna go to the worst signing now i thought that all three of us was gonna be in agreement on what the worst signing was but it seemed like chris (laughs) is gonna break
2: right here no 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 that's not the worst signing but
0: 40 million for kcp so so ladies and gentlemen again this is called facts over acts for a reason we are not going to disagree for disagreement's sake and then looking at this at these signings and trades we can all agree gordon hayward for 130 mil to charlotte 120 120 i'm sorry 120 over four He's going to be getting paid 30 mil a year in Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, this is like the Emmett Smith trade to the Cardinals, or the Emmett Smith signing to the Cardinals, rather, except Emmett Smith was a bona fide walking legend. He might have stunk, but at least he was going to sell tickets. Nobody, and I mean nobody in Charlotte, It's like, <laughs> hey, I rock with Gordon. We I mean, do like Gordon Hayward.
2: We we got Gordon. I gotta pull up. Bro, he might have the lowest jersey sales for somebody that make thirty million in history. He
0: might. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I have no doubt about that. I have no. And the only reason that he is he has no competition is because Terry Rozier stayed down to, what 24, 22?
1: Yeah, twenty two. I think. Yeah,
0: twenty two. That's the only reason he doesn't have competition. Because Jesus Christ, somebody tell me what Jordan was thinking, please. Somebody tell me. I think Jordan got
2: somebody in his ear and just say, Jordan, I think this is a good idea. All right, bro, here's the money. Leave me alone. I think that's what Jordan gotta be doing.
0: It's no. There's <laughs> it gotta no be something way. like that. Bro saw the last dance and said, I really am Jesus. I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever. I'm gonna sign Gordon Hayward. Like, what? That... All right. I don't even right. think LaMelo's happy about that. Okay, okay, okay. So, so here's what we're gonna do. Everybody, pretend as if you're the Charlotte Hornets head coach. What is your mode of thinking after seeing your owner sign Gordon Hayward to thirty mil, and now you know you're stuck with him. You're stuck with this guy. So, so where do you go from here?
1: Um, as the head coach, my uh first thing was to to get you know some people on the phone and ask them if they uh know the number for uh Will Smith. And uh, once they contact Will Smith, not the, not the baseball player, the actor, the, the former rapper, the Will Smith that we all know and love. Uh-huh. Um, and we're going to ask him, could he send over a fax of the playbook that they ran uh, in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Because <laughs> the mellow ball is the only one t- touching the basketball on that. I mean, you're not making a playoffs. You're not doing anything. You're probably going to lose your job. Wait, wait a minute, bro. Ask for the Bel-Air high playbook. <laughs> I mean... What else are you going to do except have LaMelo Ball put up his, his put up his best numbers? You can at least get maybe a rookie of the year award out of it or maybe get uh, some kind of accolade out of this tenure because winning basketball games with this roster is not going to be one of those. Listen, if LaMelo averages 40, they still won't sniff the playoff. Like,
2: even if he averages 40.
1: He can average 40 on 100% shooting, they not making a playoff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, no. The first okay, if I'm the head coach or the Hornet, the first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to bring in Devontae Graham because y'all just – I mean, LaMelo is nice, but Devontae Graham been doing this. Like, LaMelo still got to prove himself in the league first because I remember y'all two was high on Lonzo, and y'all know how I feel about Lonzo. But I however –
1: Hooper.
0: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't say y'all two. I said the, the jury was still out. I was not ready to decide one way or the other.
1: All right. It ain't – it ain't. It still ain't time to decide. You've been getting I, I'm gonna tell the young you. Gonna tell to you. The He's the
0: only player that everybody hold
2: out so much hope for. for I me, never, I never me, understand.
1: I give, ever. I give all young players at least three years. I think, I think people give up on, especially basketball players. I think people give up, give up on basketball right. players way uh, too fast.
0: Hey, what what was the name of that movie with Sandra Bullock that was always playing on Channel 50 when we were c- the hope blind No, oh. hope floats. Because that's, <laughs> that's what my hope in uh, that's what my hope in Lamelo. I mean in. Uh, and um, Lonzo Ball is doing. It's floating away. And I'm going to tell you, Lonzo's getting to that point where, like, you can't show flashes anymore. If you're still showing flashes, like, at this point, that's just who you are. You're a three, flash three years.
1: I say give him three years. I, my, my example I always use is everybody gave up on Depot way too quick. They was bouncing him around. They was calling him a bust, this and that. You gave him three years to develop, and he, he started balling.
0: I, yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. However, I, Oladipo just needed a change of scenery to really
1: get loose. Lonzo has had his change of scenery. We gave him a change of scenery. He bumped up his three-point shooting percentage by eighteen percent. He had some great. It was that, at like games.
2: under twenty almost. All of right. course he did.
1: Thirty-eight percent is make three more. <laughs> 38 percent is a good is a good three-point shooter. Oh, Thirty-eight percent is a good clip. Hey, but but what is he
0: doing from the line again? Just. Just ask him for it. Hey, but let's wait until uh, year four. We got a couple but, Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Josh, Josh. A point guard can't be shooting like that from the free throw line, man. I'm sorry. I'm so, But you know what, though? I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Hope is floating away from Lonzo. It's not going yet for me entirely. I'm like, Ninety-five percent, like, all right, we know what you. Hey, are. man,
1: look at J. Kidd first three years and look at Lonzo first three years; they the same but that, player. That's why, bro. No, is, stop comparing you, him to J. But, why, yeah. but wait, wait, wait. Let me
0: tell you why Lonzo is different from all those point guards of the past. The league back in the day was not point guard friendly. When J. Kid came in the league, it was not as point guard friendly as it is now. That's We facts, can that's all facts. agree to that. We can all agree that objectively, the game was not meant to showcase no. what point guards can do in the same way that it is today. Now that It was mean, a
2: shooting guard and small a league back then.
0: And, and I'm not even on board with the whole popcorn method and everything is microwaving if it's not a year. If a year he ain't win, rookie of the year he's trash. I'm not there. I'm not there. But Lonzo, you're going on year four, big dog. You've had your change of scenery. You're not even asked to be the number one option or the number two option on this team. Let's not, be honest. Number three. Sure, let's true. be honest. Like, if if this... What will be better for you if you can't thrive in this? This is low pressure. Small. Well, New Orleans is a small market, but for basketball, more or less, it's a small market. Like, nobody's really that pressed about Pelican basketball. Like, let's be honest. Right? Like, that's a Saints town. That's an LSU town. That's a, It's not a... That's not a, a Pelican's town. So... You know, it's just, I'm with Josh 5%. My hope is fleeting. It might float off on me, but it's here. It's here, all right? So so now, Chris, what do you say? You Charlotte head coach. You walk in. You know that this is your roster.
2: Okay, I bring Devontae Graham in there, and I bring LaMelo Ball in there. I say, Mm -hmm. I tell them straight up, can you all play together? Of course they're going to say, yeah, we'll work good together. And even though Melo's taller, I think I'll still run Devontae Graham as shooting guard just because he's he doesn't have a, much defense. He, he can sit down for a little minute, but he don't have much defense. But he's a bucket. like He, he can get to the basket and he can shoot it. He's what people think Malik Monk is.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: was. He's, he's what people thought Malik Monk was going to be. Devontae Graham. Oh, absolutely. They true, can't, true. They, they, they were a year apart, I think. I think uh, Devontae Graham came a year after Malik Monk, by the way. He played for Kansas. But Devontae Graham has proven to me that he can be a starting point guard in the league or a shooting guard. But LaMelo, I'm, I I got a little more optimistic for, I mean, a little higher ceiling for Melo because, for one, he's tall, a little bit taller than Lonzo. And for two, he has a little bit more, like, juice to him. Like, Lonzo's, like, real – yeah, yeah. He, Lonzo just seems so plain and stiff to me. <laughs> Melo seems smooth when he hoops. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's why I've given up on Lonzo because, for one, he can't stay healthy. And he, he just don't play smooth. Like, I've seen him dribble up the court and roll his ankle just walking up the court. Like, that's, that's, that's choppy, bro. That's choppy. La-Melo I, don't
1: is think that was, I don't think that was his body. I think that was his shoes. Oh, Listen. not the
0: Zotus. <laughs> not
1: the Zotus. <laughs> But, but, however, I asked them
2: two to come in the office and say, can y'all play together? I tried out. If that don't work, I say, Mr. Jordan, Mr. Michael, you got to trade Devontae Graham and get me anybody that can play some defense. Because that is going to be the worst defensive, <laughs> defensive backcourt in the East.
1: No, I, I think... Uh... I think coming to you even though he's young and need to put some, some muscle on. I think I think LaMelo can be a average defender. He can
2: be a defender, but is he gonna cross half court on defense?
0: True, true.
1: I mean here's the thing. Here's the thing.
0: He could do that in high school when his pops was coaching him or when he was his pops was cool with the coach and got him the job. You better cross half court in the NBA. Listen, they Lonzo has already shown you your pops has no pull in the NBA. None. Zero, no free clout, nothing. So, at this point, you gotta you gotta get together uh, defensively. So, if I'm the if I'm the Hornets head coach, here's what I do: I walk into Mr. Jordan's office, I say, "Hey, Mike, I uh, you know, you're you're you were the greatest player of all time in your day. You were amazing at what you do. You're a great owner. You're really good at signing checks." I'm going to need you to relinquish your role as the GM. I'm going to need you to relinquish it. I cannot. You cannot. Brad Stevens cannot. Eric Spoelstra cannot. Greg Popovich cannot win with this roster you've currently given me. We can't do nothing with this. We cannot do nothing with it. The amount that you paid Nick Batum is ungodly. You understand that, right, Mr. Jordan? I mean, a lot of this a lot of this
2: go on Mitch Kupchak, too. A lot of this go on Mitch, because that's the GM.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going up to Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan together. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to Mitch Kupchak. Mr Mr. Kupchak, Mr. Jordan. I need he both old, of y'all man. to understand something. I'm saying though, this is the dude that put together the Kobe and Powell Lakers, ain't it?
2: Yeah. He but, he got I mean, 10 championships as a as a
0: player in as a GM and coach. Listen, we need to start we need to get this through our heads and understand it. Just because you were good at doing something, does not mean you are good at all aspects of it. Every doctor, just because you're a great surgeon, don't mean you'd be a great surgeon general or a hospital administrator. (laughs) Just because you were great at basketball at one point in time does not mean that you're gonna be a great GM. Don't mean you're gonna be a great coach. Don't mean you're gonna be a great owner. That's not what that means. Okay, Jordan is showing us that Mitch Kupchak is showing us this. This is riffraff. This is nonsense. I, what, I can't what is get this. Over.
2: They doubled down on the Batum contract and doubled it and gave it to Gordon and
0: Hayward. Like he getting more than Batum now. And and so here's my question. I was I was really big on Nick Batum when he was with Portland. I really was. I promise. Everybody I, was. Like,
2: Everybody was. He was a
0: three and D before his time. For real. For real. But. With that being said, and let me tell you, the biggest thing about Batum that I liked was his versatility. He was one of the last players to get a five-by-five. Five. That's an incredible feat. But I'm not giving him the money that Charlotte did. Are you well? Are you okay? Listen, the backcourt going to be dynamic. I don't think
2: he played last year. <laughs> the ba- I,
0: don't I don't think he did either. I don't, uh, the backcourt is going to be dynamic. Melo, Devonte, they're gonna they're gonna make those thirty-five foot threes. They're gonna break some ankles. I think Melo gonna gonna get to the rim and get some some pretty good finger rolls in because I don't think he's that explosive of a dunker. But this is this is not it. This Charlotte yeah. team.
2: Woo. I think Miles Bridges don't make it the whole season. I think he out of there. I think he Ooh. requests trade
0: <laughs> as he should. As to get away from this dysfunctional nonsense, Miles. Not saying that you're a huge playmaker that's going to be uh, the difference between a championship team and a <laughs> right. championship contender. Actually, no. I think it would be the difference between a championship team and a championship contender. But I don't think that you're the type to make a difference between, oh, this team was on the brink of making the playoffs, and now they got miles, everyone. That's not you. So, Bro, they you have
2: Bianbo, who's almost as tall as LaMelo, at starting center.
0: Again, again, Frank Kaminsky is soft as wet tissue down there. Oh my god. This is I would really look dead at Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan and say, Do y'all realize y'all played Nick Batum more than Scottie <laughs> Pippen ever made with the Bulls? Like are y'all listen, are y'all hip to that? Like listen, this is bro. nonsense. They have they could have the four players
2: that have the highest upside, you got LaMelo, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, one, two, three, and then PJ Washington at the four. That's the that's the highlight of your team.
0: Okay. Okay. So talk to me. Talk to me. I'ma just I'ma ask y'all a question here. And we're gonna we're gonna play this out. Who are after and this is way too early, because there's still moves to be made in free agency, still moves to be made through trade. Who are
1: your way too early contenders in the West and in the East? Uh, way too early contenders in the West. Lakers. I think the Lakers are the only contender in the West, um, unless this experiment with Paul George and Kawhi they somehow both hit Super Saiyan mode, and Paul George remembers how to play basketball by the time playoff time comes. Um, Hope you don't hold your breath. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. <sighs> I'm breathing. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the Lakers are really my only contender. I see out of the uh, out of the West. Out of the East, I got Miami in there again because they're bringing back the same roster. I think they might be hungry because they know what they can do now, and they lost in the finals, so they may be a little hungrier than they were last year. Um, I want to say Philly because I think they solved a lot of their spacing issues, and they're going to be a much better team going into this uh, into this uh into the season. But a team where your leaders That's are indeed and Ben Simmons, I, I can't. I can't put my eggs in a basket with a team where your leaders are Embiid and Ben Simmons. I just don't don't believe in those two players to lead you to to a championship or a finals. So out of the East, I got uh, Miami. I got Boston. I think Boston coming back and maybe making a few more changes during this free agency period will help propel them to the finals. And then I'm curious to see what, what Drew Holiday uh, defensively and as far as just creating more opportunities for Giannis to, to be in a paint when it comes to playoff time and, and def- defense is really locked down. I'm curious to see what Drew Holiday can bring to that team. So I'm going to put them in there as well, but I'm going to wait until uh, what I can see during the regular season to make a final decision on Milwaukee.
0: Okay. All right, Chris, you're way too early contenders. Okay. Now, this is all contingent
2: on if the roster stands packed, correct? Like, as, yes. as of today. Either
0: okay. either you can do if the roster says the same as what they're doing today or if they make some smooth moves. Okay, okay. So so this is this is I mean, y'all might
2: hate me, but this is my honest to God point of view this season. Yes, the Lakers are the number one seed. Easily. Simple. Lakers are the, the highest contender. But it's a couple teams out west that they make a one move, the right move. They could be just right behind him. Now, a lot of team we didn't bring up, none the last two weeks. Dallas, they have potential. They just picked up Josh Richardson. That is a sleeper pickup. He didn't fit well in Philly because Ben Simmons and B just played so awful on the floor together. He was a he's a good pickup. He's a three and D guy next to Luca. Yes, you lost Seth Curry, who was probably one of the top five in the league at shooting the basketball because he, I mean, that's just the Curry thing. But Josh Richardson, you bring another wing over there, 3 and D wing over there with Luka Prasinkas? That's a tough team.
1: Okay. I, I, th- All right. think, I think Dallas is still a couple years away. If they contended this season, i mean, season, yeah, but but but, but
2: think. Okay, if, the, if Dallas somehow finagled somebody the same boat as Robert Covington, you don't think... That that'd make
1: a difference for that team. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I could see them in the. I could see a conference finals Dallas team if they picked up a. Because remember they
2: had the Clippers down. No, no, they, they they would have had the Clippers down had Porzingis not been ejected. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, another another team that added a lot. Wait, of didn't depth.
0: Porzingis get hurt again already?
2: Yeah, he got hurt, but he he got he got uh, got knee tendonitis. It creeped back in, in into him. He might be getting Man. surgery now, but he should be good by the season. It was it was a mild surgery. So, uh, if Porzingis comes back how he was before he left, I, I got Dallas as a top three seed, like, honestly, if they get one more piece. But they're not a contender, per se. The one team that I think is a contender is Denver. They doubled down. They added some debt. They lost Jer- Jeremy Grant, but they added a lot of Ooh, debt.
1: We forgot to talk about Jeremy Grant, $20 million a year.
2: To the Pistons once again.
0: you <laughs> <He laughs> had a one I did good talk about that. They it's a just, reason i did not talk about that. They just that got rid of Pist- Reggie.
1: They just got rid of Reggie Jackson contract, and then they did it over again for three more years. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't.
0: I'm so tired. What did he show you? What he? Jeremy Grant is the type of player. He belongs on a contender because he has a very specific role for very specific teams. You put him on a bad team and ask him to do multiple things, hilarity will ensue, as they say in all the comedy movie trailers. <laughs> but as I
2: continue, though, so the the Nuggets, they double down, and we also got to see a glimpse of Michael Porter Jr. potential. So if he goes and, and does what he should this offseason, and, and learn how to play just a hint, just a pinch of defense, just a little bit. He could be the difference maker for that team. Because if he emerges as that third option, that that team is scary. And they still stand pack. They still have Gary Harris, who I'm not sure if he's gonna be there. But st- stand pack right now. That Denver and Dallas are my two sleepers, like teams that the Lakers shouldn't play lightly. Now the teams that. It, it, this is another team. If they stand packed as it is too, the Rockets, my favorite team. With Christian, out of Christian Wood and not losing nothing but Robert Covington, and you get Dane, Horny Man House back. We get him back, hopefully. Knock on wood. But we get him back. That 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 makes us a little more versatile now. And now you can stagger Russ in hard and minutes even more because both of them, well, Russ plays better with a big man he can lob the ball to when he gets trapped on the drive or, or, or throw the dump off to. But the chances of both of them staying there is real slim, so I mean. But out, out west, I got Lakers, Denver, and Dallas. Make a long story short. In the east, sure. in the east, I don't know if you brought them up, uh, Josh. Did you bring up Brooklyn? You don't have no faith in Brooklyn?
1: Not at all. None. None. I, 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 if KD <laughs> come back to...
2: If KD come back to final form, I got them as a contender. Coming if KD up, I mean, and
1: Kyrie play after at the absolute best we've ever seen them play, I still don't have Brooklyn winning. What? What? Hold on now. Hold
0: on now. Hold on.
1: You and I, we're
0: I, also assuming they'd be healthy here. Yeah. You're. What, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa,
2: They missed out on some free agents, though, is. I kind of feel them, but I, I don't. I don't agree. But okay, so they missed out. Explain this.
1: Explain this. It's not their basketball ability. Although, in my opinion, I always think that Kyrie Irving has been a little bit overrated. He's still an exceptional basketball player. Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer we've ever seen. But basketball is more about chemistry and a way that people mesh together. I can't see a situation in which Kyrie and Katie are going to be able to mesh together for an entire season.
0: But they're best friends. Those two are like their best bucks. Okay. You know what, though? Uh, you you, you, know got, what you though? got best I,
1: friends in real life, but you're not about to you're not about to start a business with them. I
0: was just about to say, I will tell you this. There are certain best friends that like you wouldn't live with them. Like you right. love them. But right. But you know, if they come in your house, you know, like, right.
1: uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Was, I, I think that's the kind of situation that we're looking at. Mm, I mean, okay. I, I think I think their best hope would be for those two guys to you know, if they stay healthy, they play their best, but at the same time, do their Best job at not letting the KD, uh, KD and Kyrie ego come out and letting uh Dinwiddie and letting Laver, letting those guys get their shine as well. I think that's the best chance that Brooklyn has at being a contender.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So so Chris, was that all of your contenders out there? No. 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 So I got I got them. I also
2: got and and I hate to be that that guy just because Orlando if they stand packed, I think they could be a top five seed this year because the East is just, they got worse. Okay. I got Miami there. Right. I got Miami You're there. at in
1: Orlando.
0: Because Markel right. Fox, he, he he played good. All right, there's there's madness Tommy. going on on this show now. There's madness here. <laughs> the, the oh, magic, if they stand packed. If they stand packed. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. If Jonathan Isaac was healthy and he figured out how to shoot the ball, I would absolutely agree with you here. That's oh, what I'm absolutely. saying. If he comes back, if he comes back and he's he not. plays back. And he can't. He's, he's coming off a torn ACL, and he still can't shoot the three. Like, what are we? What? 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 <laughs> but, but, but what have we learned in the past, Gibbs? When you
2: tore your ACL, it forces you to do nothing but that's shoot true. jumpers. Okay. Okay. So, okay. It forces you. All right. so that's why I'm being optimistic about it.
0: I agree. The only, the only concern I have is Jonathan Isaac is slender. He's coming off an ACL tear, and his best attribute was his defense. Defense is going to require a lot of lateral movement, and if you don't fully trust that knee to do all the lateral movement that would be necessary, because don't get me wrong, Jonathan Isaac, I'm very high on. Well, I was very high on pre-ACL tear. I was very high on him. However, his inability to shoot combined with this injury, I don't know. I don't know. He need to put on some muscle. He need to whatever plan, whatever weight plan that uh that Manny Bates at NC State was on. Oh, by the way, if y'all don't know who that is, Google him. Great shot blocker. He's probably gonna make a lot of money in the league in a couple of years. But anywho, uh, he got exponentially bigger over the off season. I I need to see that from from Isaac as well. I know people don't like to gain weight when they got injured lower limbs and all that, but like he needs to put on some weight. He needs to put on some weight. But I, Magic had to fit. Okay, okay. I right, say
2: they be a fifth, the fifth.
0: I don't. But because is that a contender though? Is that a contender? No, 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 right? no, no, no. no.
2: Are we strictly doing contenders? Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. okay. So I got Celtics, Bucks, and Miami. I don't okay. have a, it's a faith, even and though you know, Philly made the I was, I was moves. gonna say I was surprised
0: that Josh didn't pick the Celtics as a contender out East. I did. I did. No, he did. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad.
2: Yeah, I got okay. Celtics, Bucks, and Heat. Toronto, I think they missed the playoffs this year. Honestly, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto is going big rebuild. No, no, Brooklyn.
1: You don't got Brooklyn? So, nah, so let nah, me tell nah. you. I, I, they make
2: the playoffs, but I don't got to No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah.
0: So let me tell you who my contenders are, and I'm going to start with the East because that's the much more interesting of the two groups. I think that the Heat are primed to repeat as Eastern Conference champs. I'm going to say that again, and I know I'm going to get a lot of lot of folks looking at me like, see, this is why you need to stick to football, big dog. But I'm, I'm going to say this. The Heat are not built in a one-shining-moment fashion. A one-shining-moment team is a run-and-gun team in which everyone stayed healthy and they were able to get there. That Heat team was bumped up and banged up all along even before the finals. And they still, what they did, number one, they've got the Giannis stopper and Bam Adebayo. Let's, Let's just start there. Number two, like Josh was talking about, it's all about chemistry. That team... Who has more chemistry than them in the East? What team They did just that lose look at... Jay Crowder
2: and Derrick Jones
0: Jr., though, that's gonna hurt the
2: chemistry a little bit.
0: Oh, maybe absolutely. I, absolutely, but, it, and I was just about to say what Guy said, they'll, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. I. Because at the end of the day, those are two guys, those are two guys that are Heat culture guys. They're guys that were made to look better than what they are, because the Heat's culture is what it is. Derrick Jones Jr. used to come in, play defense on the other team's best player for like five minutes, then hit the the bench. Like, let's be honest. You can find the heat in the way that they compete and the way that they coach defense and rotation. They can find another long guy who's going to come in and do that for them. They can do that. I think that they can do that. Crowder is going to be a little harder to replace because his level of defense with his ability to space the floor, that's hard to find. But I think that when you look at all the other teams... It's, I'm not saying that the East in the NBA is what the NFC East is in the NFL. I'm not saying that. But when you look at the rest of these teams, they have such glaring holes. The Nets, first-year head coach, two of the most emotional, two of the most outspoken, at times negatively, even about their own teammates, players, in the game. First-time assistant coach in Amari Stoudemire. Huge holes there. The Bucks—they've given up all their depth. The, if you can get past that first team, if you can weather the storm that's going to come with their first with their uh, starting starters out there, you can destroy that bench. I have looked at the players they have left. I mean, I I'm not seeing anything. That I'm like, mm, that's worrisome. That's worrisome. That guy can give you 15 and some good defense off the bench. I've seen nothing. So, I mean, I. I don't know if somebody sees something I don't interject. Tell me, but I don't see anything out of out of the Bucks bench. Am I am I saying something crazy here? No, I mean, but
2: Drew Holiday is what people thought Bledsoe was going to be
0: for the. Oh, the for Bucks. sure, for sure, and that's why I said weather the storm. Let's make no bones about it. That first team is going to be a storm. You're going to have to deal with Giannis. You're going to have. To deal with Lopez, you're gonna have to deal with Holiday, you're gonna have to deal with you're gonna have to deal with some things off that first team. But when they go to the bench, mm, there's room. There's room to make some things shake there. But anywho, um, so that's that's the huge hole with them. Uh and I don't think anybody else in the East is a very serious contender outside of those teams. And I know everybody's gonna look at me crazy and say, the Celtics aren't a contender for you? No. Picking up Tristan Thompson didn't help you. No, let me tell you why the Celtics are not a contender for me. The Celtics last year did not lack for depth in the front court. The Celtics last yes, year,
2: Yes, they did. did what? Oh, the, the, the not the not the yes, they
0: did. They who they the Daniel Tice uh, and Ennis Canner? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are, are you really about to sit here and tell me that Tristan Thompson? is that much of an upgrade from what they already have in that frontcourt bro he's
2: a he's a rebounder and he's a a a, a momentum swinger bro he's I, a momentum I, I,
1: swinger, I think bro. i think that uh the bigger thing the there is i think robert williams getting another year of development is going to help i actually see some some flashes of being a good defender and rebounder out of him uh,
0: well i i wholeheartedly agree with Guyden here because i don't what we really about to play like tristan thompson is something serious are we about to do he that? He's not serious, but Tristan Thompson can change though. He what, what Tristan Thompson brings
2: to the game doesn't show up on stats, bro. Have you did you see the years in Cleveland when LeBron was virtually by himself with just K. Love? Tristan Thompson came that. in there and, and changed the momentum several times. Like I'm not. It was times when they were down ten. Tristan came in, they were up eight. Like
0: I, I'm just saying, Tristan. But here's 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 why I say that they're not a contender. They're gonna have to get rid of one of they're gonna have to get rid of either Brown or Smart. They they're not gonna be able to keep both. They're not gonna be able to do it. What I anticipate happening here is a power struggle between those two, trying to show I'm the one who needs to stay. And both of them will end up doing the team a disservice in the end. And what happens there is they're both Marcus Smart this year, the shooting that he did in the playoffs, I don't think we see that again. I don't. They have the airy playoffs, but it's, it never comes in the regular season. Though. And, and that's why I don't think we'll see that out of him again. And now you look at Jalen Brown. Like I said, him and Marcus Smart, I feel like there's going to be a lot of competition there, a lot of like, I'm the guy they need to keep, I'm the guy they need to keep. Because they know Jason Tatum is the type, you ride his coattails and the, you'll be you'll get to where you need to go. But with that being said, even Jason Tatum, he has to take the next step. He has to go legend. This year. I don't know if he's capable. I know a lot of people are going to hate me for that. I know a lot of people are going to look at me crazy. Oh, he dunked on LeBron his rookie year. Oh, he played really good against the Heat last year. I do not know if under Brad Stevens, Jason Tatum is capable of going legend. I'm going to just leave that where it is. But now, out West, I've got the Lakers and everybody else. The Lakers are going to make the West... Look like Clemson makes the ACC look. The (laughs) only way that they're going to, anybody's going to be able to apply anything up off the Lakers is if they have serious health issues. And the only reason I even mention that is because their team is old. They've got a lot of old guys. They got LeBron, who's going to be 36. How old is Gasol going to be? 34, 35. Okay, so you got him. Um, Again, Montrez hero, I'm not concerned at, about him at all, especially with what happened in the bubble last year. Because, again, no disrespect, rest in peace to his grandmother. He's not going to have a grandparent die every single year. That's not going to happen. That's just this not how st- probability and statistics work. And then you go beyond that, and you say, like, who do they have that is both young and healthy? Because Anthony Davis has been a walking injury, and I was surprised last year every time he took a hard fall and just got back up. Yeah. So I would well, not you be He wasn't asked to
2: do as much either in his role. Oh,
0: for sure, for sure. For uh, sure. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they ran into serious enough injuries. And just like Clemson, they, they first lost in 36 regular season games came when what happened? Their starting quarterback was out with COVID and they had like three or four defensive starters that were injured. If the same thing happens to the Lakers, I could see another team getting up off them. But I don't think anybody else is a contender out West. The Clippers are the Clippers are the Clippers are the Clippers.
1: The Clippers,
0: <laughs> the Clippers need Jesus himself to come down and anoint that team in order for them to get past the second round. They never even made the conference finals. What? You, had, have Lob you had Lob City. You had Lob City. You had Lob City 2.0. You had Kawhi and PG. Now you're going to have Kawhi and PG again. You had Kawhi, PG, and now. This is not... They're not they're they've to me, the Clippers have gotten worse. They have distorted the core of what that team was. But Sarge and Baca, you think they got worse? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Are they gonna be able to keep Lou Well and Pat Bev now? Are either one worse, of them bro, gonna one out? Pat Bev. Uh, are either one of them gonna one out? I'm just saying. So when you when you look at them, they're not the Nuggets, they got next. The Nuggets got next out the West. The Mavericks don't have enough defense. Porzingis is always hurt. Luka's gonna be great. They need to get rid of Porzingis. They need to trade Porzingis while he still got some trade while he still has some value before the rest of the league figures out like, yeah, he's a unicorn. He's also a very fragile unicorn. He's a unicorn that, you know. thank God he's not a a racehorse unicorn because you know what they do to horses when they break that leg.
1: (laughs) I swear I was about to say the same thing.
0: But it's the truth. It's the truth. So when you look at that, the Nuggets have now and next. They're the only team that I see as like a threat to the Lakers, and that's because I see them pulling off one more move before before free agency and and trade and all that kind of comes to a halt. I see him him Also contingent moment.
2: that Jamal Murray stay consistent. You know he's a little streaky, but if he played oh, like he sure. did in the bubble, they 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 gotta
0: but I'm gonna tell you future. Jamal Murray showed us he's capable of going legend when need be. He he his duels with Donovan Mitchell showed me he's capable of going legend when need be. But not way, even that.
2: I wasn't that impressed, like that impressed because the the the, the um, Jazz didn't have much defense for him. The Clippers is where, he literally put the team, he scored 25 points twice in the fourth.
0: but yeah. and, and that's what I mean. But let me tell you, when he showed up against the Jazz, this is why I say he showed me he could go legend. There were times where Jokic was like non-existent. And he said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. There were times where nobody else on that team looked like they could hit a shot. And he said, don't worry, I got it. I don't think that Jason Tatum has that in him yet. I think he can develop it. This is the season where if he's ever going to get it, this would be a great time to do so. But he also has a little more time on top of that because he's proven that he's really good. But going legend is where you start to step into that great territory. Am I saying that Jamal Murray is great? No, not yet. But he's shown the potential to step into that conversation if he can do that over prolonged periods of time. So I think that the Nuggets are the only serious competitors to the Lakers. The Nuggets and um, Father Time. That's it. Only two folks that can compete with the Lakers. Yeah. That's that's all I can But anywho, I know that y'all tired of hearing us talk free agency. I'm tired of the Pistons picking up whoever <laughs> and, and, and doing my dog, Dwayne Casey, like that. Free Dwayne Casey, man. Free Dwayne Casey. I know y'all tired of hearing Chris gloat about his rockets and how strategic they being. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all.